Hey everybody, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast. This is episode 275. 275. How are you? I have some fun stuff to talk about uh, this week. Thank you for joining me. You look fantastic as always. First off, I gotta say happy birthday to the entirety of the Fallout series. As of October 10th, uh... 2023 it is 26 years old i have some posters i have two of them actually uh one i got one there and one there by the shelf of the uh 25th anniversary one i won in a twitter poll and the other one i won because west johnson or no i'm sorry lady devon handed it to me in dc because i said i flew all the way from colorado to dc for the fallout 3 meetup last year for the 25th anniversary so happy birthday to the thing that i love more than anything else i love you <laughs> Welcome to the show. Some fun things I got to talk about. Something I want to talk about real quick. Lore segment that's it's fun. But also, guys, it's Monster Month! The month of the monsters! Monster Month! Ah! Welcome to Monster Month. Uh, some things I got to talk about quick. Uh, one of them's fun. Uh, if you guys like the show in any capacity, please consider giving a couple bucks to the Patreon or even just commenting on this and sharing it, and liking it, and passing it around, putting it on Reddit, something, making a playlist, downloading it. Uh, the show now has the uh, ability to be monetized on streaming services, so, you know, download it maybe, give it a listen there. I do believe YouTube is the premier way to watch the show, because you get to watch something. But uh, please check it out. I'm just going to bring it up quick, and I'm going to get into the thing I want to get into. So if you've been a fan of this program for a while, you know that I often talk about how fond I am. I've, I've often talked about how fond I am about, uh, about G4, about X-Play, about Attack of the Show, and I've been on kind of a kick lately. I've been on kind of a kick where I think I'm going to go back and try to watch like every episode of Attack of the Show when I get home from work to decompress as a way to be like... Oh man, I remember being a kid and like coming home to watch this kind of because it was a thing that like only my grandma got on her television because she had like the, the good cable and I just had like the regular 80 channels. And I remember like once we had finally gotten that and, and what have you, the good, good cable. And I, I credit like a lot of this show's existence, a lot of me just being a Fallout fan to a certain day on G4 for X-Play. It was E3 2008. And I've talked about this clip, I've talked about this segment a lot. Like, I've talked about how much this means to me. I've, like, me seeing this and not really knowing what it was, but thinking, oh, this is neat. And I don't know what made me think to look it up, but I looked it up. Like, I just looked up the clip itself. I think I might have even just been saying, oh, you know, G4 is gone, X-Play is gone, Attack of the Show is gone. I could just use footage of that as my background. I think that'd be pretty cool. I have this theory recently that if uh, for, a, for a very long time we've been trying to emulate, YouTubers have been trying to emulate some facet of the angry video game nerd. Now with Twitch and podcasting being the thing to do, it kind of feels like we're slowly trying to emulate Attack of the Show, this thing that was 10 years ahead of itself, 15 years ahead of itself. Um, just this thing that I noticed. And I, and I went and I'm watching it, and I, and I look up the clip, and it's Todd Howard, and it's Adam Sessler, and it's Kevin Pereira, and it's exactly as I remember it. It's them on the X-Play stage in 2008, and they're playing it, and Todd's talking about how, how it 
like how it plays and oh here's the marching band music and here's bloody mess and i i know like the area that they're in uh it's like a part of downtown dc if i'm correct it's not far from the library that the brotherhood takes over that you can sell them pre-war books and i found it and i kind of like got a little emotional and I had, I, I did this tweet, and I wasn't thinking anything about it. On the Atomic Radio Hour Twitter, I'll put the tweet as I read it behind me, just as I can say wholeheartedly that this video, clip, segment, whatever you want to call it, changed my life. I have such fond memories of watching this multiple times on TV. X-Play and Todd Howard showed me something that I never knew I needed. This small showcase of Fallout 3 made me wonder what the end of the world would and could look like. From the very first few seconds of seeing Raiders, marching band music, Pit Boys, the world that you would discover. Because of me being a precocious and lonely 11 or 12 year old with a fierce passion for video games, this clip became a turning point for me. I saw this and just thought, oh what a neat looking game. Little did I know. Because of this clip, I found a special, kind of com a special kind of comfort. I found community. I found companionship. I found something that made me safe. Because of this clip, almost 10 years later, I started Atomic Radio Hour with my best friend who had a similar passion for video games. Seeing this, is seeing this absolutely changed my life for the best. I created a platform for myself and others to talk about our love of Fallout. Thank you to Bethesda. Thank you to Kevin Pereira at Attack. And thank you to at Adam Sessler. Without seeing this in 08, I doubt I would even still be alive today. All dramatics aside, this is a very important moment in my childhood, and I'm honored to share with anyone who may have come upon this thread. Fallout 3's live presentation on G4 TV during E3 2008. So I tweeted that, and didn't think much about it, to be completely honest. And then... Out of nowhere, I was playing Smash with the homies and we were about to go get Waffle House. And out of nowhere, I just get a, a reply from Adam Sessler saying, you know, it was one of the most important slash favorite moments of my life too. That's awesome to read. Hope things are good for you. And I'm not a person who's like, everything happens for a reason. I'm not a person who's like, you know, spirituality and the earth connecting and butterfly effect and this is that and that is this. But it was just... A really cool full circle moment that I have I've been thinking about this clip for as long as I can remember since I started the show before I started the show just when people ask me about fallout it's one of the first things I think about is this clip and for me to just see it and think about it find it and tweet it and the person who is directly on screen that I am watching interacting with it even if it was just a like that's fine. But the fact that he said something to me, and I'm not one of these like, oh, starstruck, ooh, but it just brought me back to being 11 or 12 and watching this and not realizing how much this is going to impact me. It's just one of these things that is so, like, I, I wonder if people go through important life events that are probably more important than a video game release. But if they go through them knowing this is going to be like a massive thing for me, this is going to be the, the, like a thing that occupies much of my brain space for the rest of time. Like even here's, let's say 10 years from now, I'm kind of over all this and I don't really like the series anymore, which I doubt. But let's, because it's just, it's just, it's just good fiction. Just, just the world building in it is good fiction. But I've spent 15 years more or less yeah about 15 years 
thinking, talking, playing this one game. Not even the other games in the series, but this one game. And, like, you know, it, it's occupied a lot of space in my head. So it's cool to just have this moment where it's like, hey, 11-year-old me, it works out a little bit. It gets a little bit better. I just wanted to talk about it. I think it's a really cool moment. I think it's a really neat, like, way to wrap things up in a weird way, but I'm not ending anything. Just kind of connect one moment with another moment. I thought it was a really nice thing. So thanks for listening to that story. It is Monster Month, my dudes. I hope you guys are excited for all, all of Monster Month, the rest of Monster Month, what is yet to come of Monster Month. Uh, and I'd like to get into Monster Month, and I'd like to tell you what this week's monster is, but I have to talk about the Patreon real quick. Now, I brought it up in the beginning of the program really quick, but if you'd like to support the show and see it get a little bit bigger and better and harder and faster and stronger, consider giving at least a dollar to the Patreon, which is the lowest tier. And even at the lowest tier, I ask a question uh, every week in a poll on the Patreon, and your voice is heard in what that week's lore gets to be. And this being Monster Month... I've been taking two monsters and pitting them against each other every week for the entire month of October. So I have to thank some people who have continued to support. Starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox. There's the $1 tier, the $5 tier, the $3 tier, the $10 tier, and the $10 tier, which I think is the best, is the Film Live for Studio audience tier. I would have normally had uh, the option for one for this week to be part of a li live audience, but I had to turn my computer off because it was acting a little buggy. I hit update, and then it took almost two hours to start back up again. I don't, uh, I don't think anybody was waiting in the call to begin with, so I just didn't, you know. But you can be a, a live member of the show. Your feedback is read live. In my opinion, it's super duper cool, and I just consider just checking out the Patreon or sharing this with a friend. But thank you for your support. I love you. Monster Month. Week two. So, this week, I said it last week, and I'm going to keep saying it for the rest of the month. I feel like I've kind of hit every sort of mutation. I've kind of hit most raider groups at one point or another, and I was thinking, like, what defines a monster? I think people will instantly think monstrosity which you know horrigan makes sense the master makes sense centaurs make sense but i thought about the characters that we play and also i got a youtube comment that made me think of this think about the characters that we play and somebody in a youtube comment asked if i could talk about nate and that made me think well you know even if fallout 4 doesn't have a ton of a ton of evil options you can still kind of play a bastard it, it kind of even in Fallout 4. And I went into the Patreon, and like I said, even at the $1 tier, your voice is heard. And I asked a very simple question for Monster Month. Who do you want to know more about? Nate or Nora? So if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, check out the Patreon, because even at the $1 tier, your voice is heard every single week when I ask a poll for what lore you'd like to hear. And this week's lore, by way of Patreon, is coming to us from Fallout 4 on Nate, the sole survivor 
but I'm going to talk a little bit more about him as Nate, not so much as the sole survivor. A former soldier and a decorated war hero of the 2nd Battalion, 108th Infantry Regiment of the U.S. Army. It's never said that he saw battle, but I'm assuming that if he is a decorated war hero, he has seen some sort of deployment. He's a soldier of the Sino-American War, the resource wars, the battle that is going on between China, America, Russia. It's kind of implied that he uh, was deployed in Alaska, but again, it's never like 100% stated also. I'm bringing this up now. Uh, because I didn't know people had any other thoughts otherwise. In the one animatic, not even animatic, in the one opening trailer that's the live action trailer they did for Fallout 4, there's a man walking with a, a, someone in a suit of power armor and he's got a laser rifle. That's Nate. It's like believed to be Nate. I didn't think anybody thought it wasn't Nate. I thought we all like knew that it was Nate. Apparently not. Apparently uh, that's not a common conception. Now, at Fraternal Post 115, there's a speech memo that you can read about an event that was supposed to be happening in Concord. It's supposed to be happening in Concord the day the bombs drop. We're overjoyed to have such a decorated war hero like Alias Player, so Nate. We're overjoyed to have such a decorated war hero like Nate giving a speech in Concord. We should try to get him down here too. It always brings in people and funding. Sometime before the war, he gets married to Nora, or whatever the hell you name her, depending on what you play through. Uh, they have sex in the park. It's what it said on the wiki. I got all my lore up at falloutofandom.com. There's a, there's a speech option where you, one of them can say to the other one, you want to go to the park? I believe it's, it's Nate goes, let's go to the park. And Nora goes, yeah, and last time we did that, I got pregnant. It doesn't necessarily mean they had sex in the park. I mean... Maybe they had sex in the park. If you're gonna have sex anywhere, and it's not indoors, you might as well have it at the park. And then sometime within 2077, October, so this is about January-ish? December, January, February-ish? Uh, Cause Sean seems to be pretty newborn. Uh, Sean is born in 2077. And they have a dog that has gone missing as well as a Mr. Handy who is Cogsworth, and you get to know, and he calls you by your name, and you could put a little silly hat on him. Now, on October 23rd of 2077, Nate and his wife are getting ready for the event in Concord that he's going to go speak at, at the Veterans Hall, later to be interrupted by the Vault Tech salesman, and he sold his spot inside of Vault 111 mere minutes before the bombs actually get to a dropping. Uh, he would be walked into, into Vault 111, he would be put into a deep cryo-freeze, and in 2227, Conrad Kellogg and the team of Institute scientists wake up Nate and Nora looking for the purest strain of human they can find, and they wind up taking Sean, killing Nora in front of you, and Kellogg will look back and say, at least we got one more, just in case. I'm going to talk about this in just a moment, and where I feel like this kind of fits canonically. I'm not saying this isn't canon, just, we'll get there. October 10th of 2287, almost 210 years exactly to the date of the Great War, the bombs dropping, Nate wakes up out of his cryo chamber and discovers that he 
is the sole survivor of Vault 111 and vows to find his wife's killer and his child, Sean. If you choose Nate, there's a few times where you can actually use his military background to your advantage in the story. If you choose Nate, when nearing the USS Constitution and is approached by the lookout, the lookout will mention his time in the service. If one chooses to join the Brotherhood of Steel at the end of the quest called to arms upon entering the Cambridge Police Station to start the quest, Semper Invicta, there will be a dialogue option in which there will be a dialogue option in which the sole survivor can speak with Dance about his service in the army. Meeting Evan Watson in the Institute Advanced System for the first time, there is a dialogue option to agree with Watson's rules as a former soldier. However, Nora also has the same option available. His name in the E3 Tech demo was uh, Mr. Howard, because Todd was there. He has some notable quotes. He, he's, he's the one who says war never changes, uh, and not Ron Perlman, which I remember being mm, a little upset about when I first heard it. But hey, times change. So here's my thing with Nate. That's, in my opinion, a little bit too much of a backstory for an RPG. I had a friend who had played Fallout 4, and they gave their Nate, their sole survivor, a scar on his eye. And I said, oh, you don't have a scar on your eye. Why'd you do that? And they go, well, he's military. So I feel like he would just have it. So it just kind of felt like, are you, are you giving me too much information? Like, already, right off the bat? I also don't think that, that this story is a real story. I think that Nate is a synth. Just straight up and down. I think he's a Gen 4 synth that has full sentience and was given false memories or maybe the memories of a real soldier by the name of Nate. And you only, I mean, the fact that Dima kind of brings this up that's like, you only remember that day and nothing else. Kind of makes me feel like that's what they were going for to begin with and then they didn't get that across so they put it in the DLC I also think that the dog, like, like dog meat is a synth. I've talked about this before. I know one of the earliest comments I ever got on a podcasting platform was just dog meat is a synth with a little hot dog emoji. Because he, there's no way he's not, like in my mind. You find him way too, you find him way too soon. Like, he's kind of with you. He, you need him to get into Kellogg's. It, like, it's just too serendipitous. It makes complete sense to me that none of anything that Nate went through was real. And that's why he's the sole survivor of 111. Because I don't think anybody that was actually in there lived. I wouldn't be surprised they put them in the cryosleep. Something went wrong. And just that was it. It was over. I think, my honest opinion, he's a synth. And he is made of father's DNA. And he has told a tale to believe he has sentience because i think the level of gen 4 synth is so advanced that if you were to explain to them that they were a synth it would drive them absolutely mad nate is a character that i i didn't like for a very long time because he's a voice protagonist because i felt like he went against what fallout was uh, i feel like especially the modern era of fallout i feel like he went against it because a voice pro tag, to me, doesn't make sense in an RPG. I would argue that Zelda really isn't an RPG, but it's a silent protagonist, and he's loved for it. Same thing with Gordon Freeman. I enjoy 
what Fallout 4 is now. Like, I feel like it, it was an experiment, especially after seeing what happened with Starfield and what happened with 76. And they're like, hey, no more voice pro tag with it. Like, app, like I, I can appreciate what it was. It was an experiment. It was something that happened. We can go, that was cool. This is where it worked. This is where it didn't. And we can shboogie from there. I hope you guys enjoy this installment of Monster Month. But that is this week's lore. Hey guys, welcome to segment three of the show. Thanks for sticking around. Have you seen the new PlayStation? It looks neat. It's like a slim version. They want to phase out like the PlayStation 5s, the original PlayStation 5s. It looks cool. I still don't think I'm going to be getting a PlayStation anytime soon. It's like a little quicker. It comes with, I think, a little bit bigger of a hard drive, if I'm correct. There's also the digital version will have the option to get a Blu-ray drive, which is pretty neat. Uh, it's also going to be 80 bucks additionally. And I like my physical games. I'll be completely honest with you guys. This week has been rough. I was cat-sitting, and I was just staying at my friend's house watching their cat. Because it was easier than driving to the house in the morning before work and feeding the cat and then running to work. It was just easier. I was like, can I sleep on your couch for a couple nights? They're like, yeah, don't worry. I'll change the sheets, sleep in the big bed. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I played with the cat and just, you know, he just kept waking me up and he would try to cuddle with me. And I was super down because, like, I love cats and I was super down for him to, like, cuddle up with me. But then he would just, like slink away and then he'd wake me up and then he'd be two inches from my face and purring and I'm like isn't it and his name's Goose and I'm like Goose you're killing me dog I just I'm just tired this week has been rough I feel like I've been working like in my own personal shit I've been working for a lot of stuff and just you know it doesn't it doesn't it, like you hit a point where you're like is it just not enough like what am I doing wrong and just you know, I feel like every time I ask questions, I'm never given a straight answer. I feel like I'm given an answer, but then I have 10 more questions. And then, you know, people don't like that. People want to hear. People just want to hear what they want to hear. And they don't want to hear questions. And I get that. Like, I, it's just human. I get that. I understand it. But, like, you know, and then someone, like, I haven't had a chance to, like, sit down and play anything. I got to play Fortnite the other night with Kyle, which was nice because I haven't talked to him in a while. And he's been doing a lot of big stuff, too. And, like, I'm at work, and this guy who I became friends with slowly, we're talking about Starfield, and he kind of, like, ruined the ending of it for me. Not, like, entirely. He just kind of, like, explained something that happens. I'm not going to say anything. I, that's, that's about as far as I'm going to go. He explained something to me, and I was like, oh, cool. I don't want to say that my entire want to play the game has vanished, but, like, you know, it just, it's just, it's been a hard week. So I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here a little soon, if you guys don't mind, just because I'm so so tired. I, I wanted to record this at, at an earlier time. I wanted to record this when I normally do at 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, and it's uh, currently 11.18, which means I didn't get started till sometime after 10.30, and uh, I really want to go to bed. I haven't slept right all week. My head hurts. I just... This week is supposed to be, the rest of this week is supposed to be nice and cold, so maybe I can actually get some good sleep for once. I put blackout curtains up in my room. Just, you know... I love you guys. I just want that to be known. Like, I, I just, you know, I appreciate whoever sticks around, especially now that we have monetization. Like, once I get monetization on YouTube, it's over. It's a wrap. But, like, now that, now, now that, like, it's just, I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody who wants to listen to me talk about my favorite thing ever. And then at the end of the show, sometimes I bitch about my life. 
Like, I just appreciate it that I have some sort of an outlet and people listen to it. Maybe it's cathartic for them in some in some way. But I'm, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to bed in a minute. I just wanted to say thank you. If you like the, the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. You can get all of his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Uh, you can find Feather Us or the intro song, or you can find a bunch of other free heaters on his website. You can follow me on Twitter, the show on Twitter, and Kyle on Twitter. The link's below. Again, thank you to the Patreon. If you like the show in any capacity and want to see it get bigger and better, check out the Patreon. Because even at the $1 tier, you're helping the show become a better work than it already is. There's also a link down there to the Redbubble. You can check out the Redbubble to support in a smaller way. Uh, link to my Twitch. Link to a bunch of other fun stuff down there. Thank you for joining me for this week. Week two of Monster Month. Monster Month! I love you very much. I'll see you guys next week. Peace, everybody. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Gulman Entertainment.